I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Like Robbie Williams, bro. I can't believe I said it on camera. Bro. Like I started, like obviously, like I said, I grew up like we was just on the, I was just on the streets, bro. I'll be honest. I, like like one day, I was just like, I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna grab a mic and show everyone what I'm, what I'm doing. Like I just grabbed it, bro. Showed them. It was like, that's it. Do more, do more. And so, bro, I just stuck to it. Like it was like a science to me, bro. Like you mentioned Jamie Winchester and Mark and say like, like, yeah. how important were those kinds of people bro, throughout the life? So, like, do you know in my life, bro, it's only like my bro- only like my brother and my and, and my mum have ever believed in me and things. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I never had the outside people coming in and like believing in me. Like, and like to, the, the truth be told, bro, is like I was posting selfies and all this thing and posting pictures of myself. But deep down inside, bro, I felt like shit. It's like obviously I'm signed to work, work and whatever. Bro, I've been, been accepted or whatever to be the support actor Tinchy Strider on his UK tour. I just couldn't believe it, bro. And I remember, like, he's like, he's like cool, my, my manager and all that's going to get in touch with you, all this stuff, bro. I remember, like, reading the thread, bro. Like, they sent me the email, like, I see, like, will you accept this fee? Will you accept, are oh, you going to have this much allowance a day? Bro, it was just, it was mind blowing, bro. Mind blowing. And, um, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, obviously, I've signed my life away, bro. Signed my life away, bro. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome back to Ace Podcast Nation. We're here again at Eat State Media for another episode of My Story. But uh, first of all, a big shout out to Vital Money, Height Spring Care, and of course, Fume, non uh, giving up smoking products. Check out all the links below for uh, all the, the good discount codes and their sponsorships. Help us out. All that good stuff. But, uh, on with the main part. I'm delighted to be joined by Mello. What's um, going on? So rapper, okay, musician. Man. Yeah. Part of Mass Accord. Yeah, that's it. Uh, father, lover, friend. Yeah, there man. You go, man. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Yeah. Looking forward to it, mate. Really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, definitely. I've been looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, for sure. I've had the pleasure recently. Well, I've had the pleasure over the last like year or so since I've been coming in here and I've been able to get people in like face to face for a chat. Yeah. To speak to uh, all different 
people but one of the one of the main things which i wanted to do as soon as i knew like coming out with the pandemic and that mm -hmm. i wanted to what i wanted to do the face-to-face -face stuff is i wanted to really focus and get some like welsh rappers musicians whatever yeah, man, because yeah, this, sure. this, this talent pool is vast it is, sure is but it sure is man it sure but it's is. not just that's the characters as well mate you know yeah there's a lot of characters man like um obviously i've been on the scene for uh, some people might know me from uh from my music or whatever but i've been on the scene for uh, quite a long time now uh starting to show my age yeah. mm. but um yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of people come and go. Obviously, I've seen seen the highs, the lows. People have had obviously I've had some highs myself, some lows, you know. But um, there's definitely uh, there's always been there's always been a, a strong um, pool of of artists and like you say, a lot of people are characters, man. Like you know, the Welsh obviously we're known for being characters yeah. as well. Like so, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some characters on the scene, and we'll talk about some of the highs and lows now, mate. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, with this one, it's like um, I'd like to have a bit of a deep dive into you. Yeah, for we'll sure. About for sure, man. That. For sure. Um, we'll kind of go where we go, mate. At the end of the day, like if it's like the one I done with Jay Speaks the other day, he'll go into some weird. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. And then other yeah. people like we sort of stick more on track, and just depends where we go. Yeah, man. We just go with the flow, as they say. Never. Let's go back yeah. to the start, mate. Yeah. What was uh, like the upbringing and um, stuff like that? I was brought up. Um, I lived in, I was born, I was born in Cardiff, obviously, my dad's, um, my dad's from Jamaica, um, my mum's, um, well, family's from Merthyr Tidville, bit of a mad combination, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, my dad came to the UK when he was like 14, my nan came over here to work, uh, my, my, my father follow, uh, followed shortly after, uh, he lived in London for, for, for a long time, like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a bit of a, my dad's a bit of a, Cockney. Nah, Cockney he's uh, he's yeah. right, he's full on Jamaican, bro. He's from North <laughs> London, like um, they live, like, but he's he's full on Jamaican. My dad, yeah, oh, yeah, full full Jamaican, but yeah, he's a bit of a boy. My dad, okay. bit of a playboy and all that, bro. Yeah, man, he's he's a bit of a boy back in his days. Uh, he ended up coming to Cardiff, and um, obviously, Where all the playboys come. Yeah, that's it. Um, he, I've got brother brothers and sisters. We got the same dad, but different mums, like you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, they, they obviously he had them before me. They're a bit older than me. So you're the, you're, the, you're the baby, you? No, I'm not the baby, bro. I'm like the middle. I'm like oh, the middle okay. one. Yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, the dark sheep boys, you know how they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my dad's kind of story, how he how he came mm -hmm. down here. He ended up meeting my mum, obviously. I've got a brother who I grew up with. We've got the same mum, but different dads. Like, we grew up together, though. Um, yeah, so we grew up uh, in Ely. Uh, I, we lived there till I was about six. My mum and dad um, split apart, like, and uh, I didn't see my dad for a long time then, bro. And uh, I, we moved to Fairwater probably, yeah, when I was about six, like, yeah, moved to Fairwater. Yeah, my background's kind of, um, my mum's a very, like, my mum's a cool person. She's like a, a, a cool mum as well. Yeah. Yes. Said, yeah, my mum's cool, cool, like, she worked very hard for us, like, put, put a lot on a line for us, and, like, mm. you know, and, Life was uh, kind of easy for her, but yeah, she she just brought us up, bro. I just, my mum brought us up, like my dad kind of wasn't really in the picture to be completely honest. But uh, yeah, my mum brought us up, bro, with like a uh, good morals and like you know. What was you like as a like? What was you interested in as you getting like? Talk about with a young, really young kid, like going into. I've always had just like I've always had the I've always been creative, bro, since. Since like yeah yeah since way back I've always been creative and it was uh 
I started writing like poems and things like that, bro. Yeah. Started writing uh, poems when I was, I don't know, probably like eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. I used to write poems and uh, obviously start, my mum started seeing I had a bit of a, a bit of a spark for whatever creativity, but my family's like a very music orientated family. Like a lot of my, obviously you know, Stabs, He's yeah. my cousin. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. EY, easy. You know, EY is my cousin. Levi from uh, Black Elvis. Yeah, yeah. He's he's my cousin. So I can imagine we got a larger musical family. Like, and obviously my brother's seven years older than me. So growing up, I grew up, bro, just listening to hip hop, straight like just straight hip hop. Tupac, Biggie, like all that era. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, man, that era of rap. And uh, yeah, my mum's always been very eclectic with music, like she likes Motown and yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, you know. So I've always had these kind of um, uh, uh, influences of music, a black origin, bro. Yeah, so it's kind of like that whole, but I also had, my mum's white, bro. So like, obviously I grew up with my white side of the family. So I've listened, mm. do you know what I mean? I come right. up with, bro, white, I, white yeah, oh, bro my, my taste in music, like, yeah, I like rock, pop, so every, nice. I like everything, bro. I like everything. So I think, there's something you can find in every genre for sure, bro. But, what's, um, what's your favorite cheesy pop song? My favorite, I like Robbie Williams, bro. I can't believe I said it on camera, but I like Robbie Williams. I'm not even afraid to say it anymore. He's <laughs> like a guilty pleasure, yeah. but bro, I'm so, so like, I'm so into my. I know who I am, bro. Yeah. I know who I am, and like, things, I'm not afraid to say things like that. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm not embarrassed to say things, but I can understand if uh, mm -hmm. people take a few shots of me. Yeah, I think um, it's like. As you get older now, you kind of care less about what other people think. A hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent. And like, I think like throughout life, I think everyone has like a one, one thing that completely humbles them, bro. Yeah. And I've had, I've had a few things to humble me, like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I, would, I haven't always been a great person. Like, I'll mm. be honest to admit, like, I haven't been a great person. Like, I've done, I've done bad things in my life and I haven't treated people the best, best way. And, you know, in, in my past, but I think everyone's kind of got a little bit of a, yeah, uh, yeah like maybe some as not as bad as others, but those situations, bro, they just, they just humble me. Do you know when they have everything taken away from you? Like, yeah. I feel like, like you've got to hit um, rock bottom in your life, bro, to, to have like a full understanding of how things are. And like I did, I almost had everything, everything taken away from me, like, you know, and um, it, it just humbled me, bro. It just humbled me. It took a long time. It wasn't just a straight, like things happened and then like I was a great person straight away afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not start, I'm still learning now, bro. And it's, I think going back to, to my upbringing, bro, I had like really good role models in my life, mm. you know? And I, I so kind of, I felt like I kind of let people down a lot through, throughout my life. And yeah, so my, my whole thing it, now is just trying to, I'm so mindful of, um, of my situations and my mental health and and how things are, are moving along and if I'm if I'm uh, reaching targets and things mm -hmm. like that I think I've I've changed a lot of aspects in my life to to focus around those kind of things you know the thing is mate right when I don't know how old you are like I'm forty when when we were younger especially as boys like mental health was just not a thing it wasn't bro it you wasn't and like, like, I'm from a cat bro like my family obviously one half of my family's Caribbean as well bro and mm. you know like the whole mental health thing in the Caribbean um, culture is it's not very accepted bro do you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. it's kind of just like when someone's it just be like oh that's 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 crazy whatever his name mm. is do you know what I'm saying mm. like it's kind of it's not I think more more today is being accepted um, obviously because 
my generation's obviously coming through now, yeah, bro, and it's, it's evolved, like, it? yeah, and it's, the world's changed kind of in, in them aspects. I think people are waking up, but I come from a background, bro, like I grew up on the streets, do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I've had, don't get me wrong, bro, don't get it twisted, like my my mum and had done everything she could for me and, but like the area I lived in and like I was in the bad, working with the bad crowd, bro, do you know what I mean? And and, and doing crazy things mm. and and whatever. Right. So, like you said about um, like when you was young, yeah, like your mum was doing everything to keep you, you know, yeah, 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 and you, and you had that creative spark. So sort of, what age and why, when you look back at it, do you think you kind of where did it change and you went down perhaps a different um, path a little bit? Like I started, like obviously, like I say, I grew up like we was just on the, I was just on the streets, bro. I'll be honest, like one of my friends had um. He had a set of decks and all that in his house, bro. And we used to go around there on a Friday or just get drunk and whatever. Mm. Bro, he's only like four, eating something mad. So yeah. it's mad to say, like, we were just. But, um, yeah, we we used to go around there, bro, and uh, and spin records, bro. And we used to collect re- uh, drum and bass. I started off doing drum and bass, believe it or not. Mm. But um, we used to collect records and things like that, man. That was when that was my. That was when I started thinking I, I want to do this, do this properly. But um, just to go back a little bit, like I said, I was writing the poems and stuff. Uh, then I used to write, I used to listen to rap songs, bro. And I used to write the lyrics down on what I thought they were saying. And I'd change it like to be about me. Mm. That's how I started. That was how I started like getting into bars and thinking, right, I, it went from like just po- like loosely rhyming with poems and whatever to... Just being a bit more regimented with things. Although I was copying people's work, it, it helped me learn structure of songs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, beat structure true. and how to flow. Being able to copy someone's um like a, an incredible artist's song word for word. I think like a lot of people are doing it on TikTok and stuff. Like there's a bit of an yeah. art in now. Like obviously yeah, is, yeah. these people are not really creative, but like there's a bit of an art in being able to 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 nail somebody else's art. Like you know what I'm saying? So. I think that's that helped me out, helped me out along, and um, like I say, then go back to my friends. I used to go around there. They all used to MC before me, bro. Obviously, I had these bars in my head, like I used to write down, but I never show anybody or anything. Like I think my brother found like one of my lyric books before, like I mean, and uh, it kind of wound me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. By it. But um, my cousins. And Do you I, remember but, the first time you ever, like, um, sort of showed or? like perform them in front of anyone this like, even if it was, just it was in that room bro yeah. in that room I, I like one day i was just like i was like Do you know what i'm just gonna grab a mic and show everyone what, I, what i'm doing like i just grabbed it bro showed them it was like bro that's sick like whatever you need to do more and do more and so bro i just stuck to it and like it was like a science to me bro like i i never had something that like cap- captivated me like that you know what i'm saying yeah. it, like it just like writing music just a passion. It feels it, different like now. It's like when I look back, like to how I do things now, it's, it's, it feels completely different. It's more of just like I know how things go now. Mm. Obviously, it's always you're always learning, bro. But back back then, it, it, it was magical. It's the excitement. It was it? magic, like yeah, and like and and seeing a reaction from people. Like I never really did. I didn't do sports or anything like that, bro, through school and nothing. So I never had that. Like people congratulating me yeah, for yeah. things, and I never, I never really had that. Obviously, I, I had love for my family and whatever, you know. But I know what you mean. It's different. Though, yeah, right? it's different. Like, um, and I just, I just stuck to it, bro, and I just got more and more into it. And then we went on to like a youth club thing. It was like a, they took us to the studios. Me and we had the thing called the New Styles Crew. Big up all the boys uh, and Ross and Blue. I, 
Cullen um, from the Central Club. Yeah, Cullen, Cullen was part of it. And we went and they took us to the, to the studio and we recorded a song, man. And like, I think that's when it just like, people from other areas hear the song and like, we used to like beef with Ely back then, bro. Mm. Mad, like now they're all my friends now, bro. It's crazy, but um, yeah, we used to beef with them. So I think like a couple of shots were set on this song. So you can imagine these days it weren't like now, yeah, like YouTube was in his infancy, so it was kind of everyone was just sending it around on their phone and whatever yeah. and things like that. But that was when people started recognizing, recognizing my talent on a wider thing out of the area. Then, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause we used to just rap, rap outside the shops. Yeah, do you know all these things? And um, I was like, I go back to the youth club. I was going back and forth to the youth club. I was using, the, we were using the music facilities there, and like just kind of honing our art a little bit. And then people are. We started getting on like 16 ish, and people started kind of kind of falling off a little some bit. Ways, you're lucky that the youth club had those facilities. Oh, bro, do you know that youth club? Like, I'll go work, well, well, it'll come up a lot in my story, bro. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's such a big part of my life, bro. Such a big part. Um, yeah, so we, we were making these songs, bro. And then I met, um, I think I was just online, like, I was speaking to tracks from, um, from Astro Boys, tracks. Yeah. And, uh, we ended up talking, he was doing this DVD, bro. He's going around all the areas in Cardiff, filming all the, all the rappers, like from different mm. areas, like it was called uh, Ends to Ends. Probably still on YouTube, bro, somewhere. Deep in it, deep in YouTube somewhere. And uh, Someone will find it. Yeah, someone will find it, bro. Yeah. And he Take came he, he came to Fairwater, bro. And like, we were all spitting outside of the shop to him on camera. And like, he, out of everyone, he kind of just pulled me to one side. He's like, bro, like, obviously, you're, you're talented now. Like, what are, you do, what are you doing with music? Like, tracks is, bro, he's like, big up tracks, man. Like, he, he's one of the most focused. Do you know when these guys eye on something when he wants to do something, bro? I've never met anybody, like, focused like that. Like, and he achieves it, he gets it, he gets to where he wants to be, bro. But I was just kind of, I was just, bro, I was lazy in at them times. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't focused on doing anything. And he was like, yeah. bro, listen, when his thing's going on or whatever, I'll shout you, bro. So obviously things gone by. I was just doing my thing on the roads and whatever, bro. And um, and he and he messaged me, and he was in part of a thing called New City Order with a kid called um called SKO and Alicia Scott. She's on BBC Radio Wales yeah. now. And uh, he was like, bro, SKO's left. Left. Like I need someone to kind of kind of jump in. Like, do you want to do it? I was kind. I was a bit thing at the time. Like, do you know what I mean? I'd never done anything like like on that kind of scale because obviously I knew what he was doing with the DVD and stuff like mm. he was on YouTube he was active like releasing songs and like videos and things like, like a step up yeah and people obviously yeah. looked like we were like people uh, it was, he set a kind of standard as well bro do you know what mm. I mean it was like a new level for people to step up to have gone from just spitting bars on the corners like now he's going to actually process it into something and um yeah so was that like did you do it yeah yeah I so just, was you nervous before like do you think bro, about it for long nervous I'd never performed like I know, these times, bro, I thought I was flipping the man. Do you know what I mean? Even younger, I thought I was a man, bro, and it it just it took me out of my comfort zone, bro. Yeah. And um, I, like I always respect him for that, bro, because he just I I wouldn't be doing it, bro, simple if it wasn't. For you know him, now, like, like you're older, right? Don't you think um, being out of that comfort zone is good, isn't it? Ah, oh, bro. It's but the, when you're the like best thing. 16, 17... And you don't. And you, you just got. You know you're, you're growing up, and you're and like you're turning into a man, bro. And you've got all these conflicting thoughts, and it's peer pressure in it. Like all your mm. friends are kind of like, oh, bro, what you want to do that? And yeah. and I did, bro. I bowed. To, I bowed to peer pressure, bro. I did, like I did a lot in my life. A lot of times, like when I look back now, I think like, why did I? 
Why did I say yes to this? And, and why did I? Do, do you know what I'm saying? But like, you, you can't live your life in that kind of no. uh, looking in how inside. Like, like when I had um, Merkage in here, we talked about a bit, um, like, like, um, like those kind of like, um, like a fork in the road moment or like yeah. sliding doors or whatever. Whoa. Like, like I'm lucky I am in that every time I could have really, really gone down like a bad, bad path, yeah. I kind of just. And just swerved like, like, yeah, man. Sometimes I think, really, like, a lot really of times I did, it. bro, a lot of times, like, I, I, I swerve things, bro, a lot of times, and then it it catches up with you, bro. You get mm. caught up with, and, like, you know, like, um, just just being in them them states of mind, like, you got mental health problems, and, like, taking, and then you're out taking drugs yeah. and partying and, and, and all this yeah, stuff, bro. Man. And, like, I, I didn't deal with, my father not being around in my life, bro, till later on in my life. I, I blocked it out and blocked it out and blocked it out, bro. And then it ended up with me having anger issues and, mm -hmm. and me hurting people and take, like, physically and 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 um, mentally, yeah. emotionally. I, like, it's, it, I did disgusting things, bro. But it's just like, I think now, bro, you've got to just take time, bro. And you've got to take time out and, like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline to look at things properly bro do you know what i'm saying and like the mental the mental health thing at the time when i was suffering with mental health problems bro i was going from i was going from one place the doctors were telling me i had a, a personality disorder mm. this was a doctor who's not trained at all in that that field bro yeah. so i've left there thinking like is this is this my problem bro i went to a, i went to another place and um, the, the mental health charities are oh, there's a six month waiting list counselling all this stuff bro I went like I went through it all bro I've never talked I've never talked about it before bro it's the first time I've talked place. about it pu pu publicly like you know yeah. but I went through I went through all all that stuff bro and it made me hurt people in my life and mm. you know I feel like now it's great the mental health is like it's being accepted like in the, and it's, there's a lot of help out there now and there's yeah, like there's like smaller organisations like it's I, I kind of didn't have access man. to that, or I didn't find it in time before it was too late for me. Like, but you know, but um, but don't think it's disgusting, right? So like, you get told by the doctor you got whatever, yeah, and then they, then the next thing it's like you can see a counselor, but you got to wait six months, bro. And it's like, is it any? And like, there's so it, many people are in and, trouble, oh, or bro, going through bro. Stuff? And you know, like, and then like you like you go and you meet other people being through the same similar kind of situations, bro. And it's just like, man, there's, there's, there's very little help out there still now, man. But yeah. like at, at the time I was dealing with things, but I don't feel like there was a lot or I kind of didn't have the access to it or the means mm. to, to get to it. But now more than ever, bro, you like people, you've got to be like aware of these things, man. And like yeah. changes in your behavior and, and take, and take it seriously, man. bro. And it's at the hardest thing, obviously, like as men, it's like, oh, you're a man, you can't. Oh, men don't cry and men don't do this. Like you gotta, I, it's it's great that it's more accepted now. Like you don't this this thing of masculinity is like, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it? changed, hasn't it, bro? It's kind of you're allowed men are allowed to cry. Not allowed, like we've always been allowed to cry, but it's more it's acceptable. And yeah. People 
you can lean on a lot more shoulders now, but he's, he's it's vital. See, um, it's vital, bro. Vital. You see, like a lot more, like blokes openly will say to other blokes, like, you know, if you need anything, you need a chat. Exactly. Exactly. Text, and you know what? I grew up around people who were not really like that, bro. Like so it was. No. But it, even that like takes time to adapt. Yeah, to them, it, it does. It does. It does, bro. It does, man. It's. I think like it's a big, big thing right now in the mental health and mm. like um. The way people are feeling, uh, I it's something you've definitely got to focus on for sure, bro. For yeah, sure, definitely, mate. Sure. Something which you um said, which kind of struck a chord with me personally. Then was um you said about like you didn't deal with your old man not being around, mm, yeah. which then had an impact. Like so, yeah. for me, like my my old man died when I was sixteen. Okay, bro. And I didn't deal I didn't out. deal with it until probably I was gone thirty. So like you're talking like twenty years, and like particularly from probably sixteen to say, I know like early 20s when my first kid was born I kind of sorted myself out a little bit so like yeah say 22 23 like I just went from I was drinking all day every day and like the weekend would consist of like bro just drugs oh bro and staying up, like no bro. sleep and just I used to I used to be what's like that doing to your mental health bro day, I used to it? be like Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday maybe I have Sunday off like I was doing it week in week out bro and I wasn't really working. I didn't even have, like, bro, I didn't even have, like, it's mad. To, when I look back, it's, like, two different parts of my life, bro. Mm. I was, like, so lazy and, like, I felt like I was owed something or something, bro. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I was walking around with that, like, chip on my shoulder. Like, truth of the matter is I had no money. I, I wasn't working. I hated myself. Mm. I was I was hurting people around me. And then I'm online. I'm trying to be this guy. Like, I'm I'm, I'm at the in a party. Like, I'm just... It, it like bro you crash and and, and you burn bro yeah. and like like hitting that bottom like we're saying bro is like you need something to kind of like humble you like that bro some people don't come back for it i'm very strong willed bro I'm very strong willed like i got a strong will like and and i think that helped me a lot mm. do you know what i'm saying yeah, like so when you hit that rock bottom it's uh it's hard like mm -hmm. like you see sometimes you'll see like on you know tv or radio or whatever like nothing in particular but just like you see the people they hit the rock bottom and then the next scene is them kind of having like the comeback if you like yeah yeah but, like but it's not it's like not, that it's bro it's not like some meteoric rise like yeah, yeah it's, it's and like there's gonna be days you wake up and you just look in the bro it used to be days like i just look in the mirror at myself bro and i just be like fuck i just didn't recognize myself bro mm. I just be like, who who have I become? Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? And um, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a tough road to obviously go down. But I'm glad the the certain things happened to me, bro, and 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 hum, humbled me in that way. And then having I've got two daughters as well now, bro. And like that, just it, bro, it just completely changes your life, bro. It just completely just levels you, bro, and brings you mm. down to earth, man. And it it's not you about small, you. I can't. I have. I have been a selfish person in my life, bro. I've done selfish things and so like when having kids is just they're so pure, innit? Mm. It's like it, it Oh yeah. Yeah, that made me completely selfless, bro. And it strips you down to your bare bones and and uh it teaches you a lot, bro. It Makes does. you realise how small the world is. It does, bro, and how precious it. time is and yeah. like I'm so i I always think now about it's a bad thing, like but I'm always like, oh, oh right, like how much can I do it? Oh yeah, like oh damn, it's been three months already. Right, I need to like, but I, it's having kids at the anatomy, bro. Because I'm always like, I just want to spend, and I always want to do things right, like you know, mm -hmm. 
Like, I, like then, I said, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. So throughout, through my kids, I'm trying to like pay, pay it forward. Like, do you know what I mean? Pay it back and, and, and yeah, try and instill all the mistakes I made, try and get them to, to not make the same mistakes. I know it's easier said than done. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, got a, I got a 17, a 15, a 15 year old mate. Oh bro. And like, I spent so much time like trying to make sure they don't make the same mistakes oh, that I made. Man. But like it's, it's a, a bit of a tough it's a one. world, man. And it's having if you've got daughters, did you say that? Yeah, like, three da- boys. Three like boys, yeah, daughters as well, bro. It's just like well, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Bro, again, yeah, it's a whole other thing again. And like I'm trying to be a father and still respect them as women and, and mm. do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it comes a time where as a father, when you've got daughters, you've got to give them that privacy to let them know like a man can't look at him in that yeah, kind yeah. of way, do you know what I mean? Yeah, even my dad, even my dad doesn't look at me like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like when I'm again in the shower or whatever, there comes a time in your life where you kind of got to, mm. that's the hardest thing I think with daughters is knowing, obviously with women's issues, yeah. like knowing when to step in and step out. But obviously I got my partner, like God bless it, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? To help me through through those things. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, I've right, learned yeah. a lot, I've learned a lot, bro, like from, from having children, bro. So yeah, much. Change it 100% made me a better person, bro. 100% made me a better person. Like. So, kind of jumping back. Yeah, man. You got off of that thing with tracks. Yeah. You took it. Took Did it, it take you long to like think about it? Did you mull over it? Like, I, was it was I think of... I kind of, I think like I was kind of flapping it, but I'm, I, I, I can't 100% remember, mm. but I think I kind of jumped it a bit. Just like, yeah, I'll do it. I had a habit of doing that, bro, saying like, yeah, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, doing things say, and yeah. getting overloaded with a million things, spreading mm-hmm. myself thin. Yeah. But yeah, I took it, bro, and uh, yeah, we went, we made some music, bro. We was recording with like Jamie Winchester and um, up in Newport, um, Pentor Labs. And he kind of took us under his wing a little bit and uh, kind of helped us develop in the studio and mm-hmm. kind of things, uh, those kind of things, and um, trying to hook us up with the right people and whatever. We're kind of like an end dubs kind of thing, bro. Yeah. Kind of like an end dubs kind of thing, but um, I remember we played our first show. It was in um in the leisure center in Splot. It was like, oh no, I tell you what, I tell a lot. The first show was in the Toucan Club. For oh, those wow. people who that's remember the Toucan, that's days, going yeah. back some time, bro. It was the one in Womanby Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, we played there, bro. I must have literally just been like 16. Must have literally been. I might have even been 15. Might have even been. It's a bit of a mad, like trying to tap back into that mm-hmm. time scale. But um, we played that's a show. Young, my mum came, my brother and all this. Like, and uh, I remember, I was just trying to remember. The, like, I was always like focused. Oh, I hope I remember these lyrics. Like, I hope I remember these lyrics. And we went on the stage and the guy, he played the, he started our beat. The DJ started in. It was like, like a like a verse like um like an eight bar into it or something like that, and like I started and it wasn't the right part of my heart, bro. I feel I still feel it now, bro. It's mad. I still I always go back to that moment, mm-hmm. and it's uh my the anxiety and it was like I remember his tracks was just like nah, it's cool. Like yo, can you start a song again? So mm. guy, he's just he's he's so like calm in these situations. He's made for it, bro. Do you know some yeah. people are made for to do things. That's what he's like, bro. And um. The thing is, like, 15, 16 is no age, really, is it? Like, nah, you know, nah. It's, um... Bro, when I think back, it's so mad. I felt so grown up, bro. But when I was obviously looking at, like, younger Literally kids now, like, kids. when they're 15, 16, like, we didn't know anything. Mm. But Trax was very forward for his age. Like, and like I say, he's always been focused and yeah. like that in that kind of way. But obviously, Alicia's got a great, amazing singer. Mm. She, she, she's made for it as well, I suppose. You know what I mean? She just, she used to, she was a smashy, bro. 
smash it like uh, but i think as well like 15 16 like even 15 year ago but like when i was younger which is even longer ago like like it's a different world. So oh, like, bro, completely different. There was world. no internet and that. So whilst, it was like it was like MySpace and yeah and sh- and stuff like that. And it wasn't like the interaction wasn't um, it wasn't as instant as so, as social as as it is now. On you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. couldn't tap in with people as you do now on online. But uh, and it wasn't no one was really like slamming music promotion on there, bro. It was just kind of MySpace. You could upload tracks. Um, Obviously, YouTube was in its infancy. I, I can't even remember. Like, it was CDs now, weren't it, back yeah, then, bro? Printing CDs and, like, yeah, bro, like, printing all, printing that. Just ripping them all off on your computer. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. So we went on that journey with um, with that, and it just, it kind of just ran its course. I think, obviously, we were becoming women and, and men, so mm. it kind of just, it kind of just went his, it went his way, bro. And we, we all, then tracks wanted to start. He came to me then with the original idea of Astro Boys. Mm. I want to start this thing, Astro Boys. So there's a video, it's on YouTube now, we went to the studio, we recorded this song as the Astro Boys. Okay. And uh, yeah, we started that, bro. And I was just like, them times, bro, I was still like, I had one foot kind of still in the street, bro, doing mm. just madness. And and he was just focused, bro. He was focused and he had it all work out on where he wanted to go with it. And like, I just wasn't ready to... To, to do something at that like kind of level it. at the time, bro. To do that. So I kind of just went on my own mission. I think I, got, I eventually obviously got Benji involved. But I think that was a lot later because it was like a period uh, of time where I was doing like freestyles, um, like Don't Watch Me TV. I don't know if anyone remembers mm-hmm. all them. Um, uh, swag sounds. Mm-hmm. That's when I became, started becoming popular in Cardiff and people started recognising who I was through those channels. Yeah. I was known as the, like, spitting bars on the channels, yeah, bro. Yeah. And uh, I was, like, I'd go then uh, linking it to the to the youth club now. We used to go there, obviously use the facilities. And tracks used to come up to the to the youth club and we'd all be like, um, like Blue Andrews, uh, Colour Mace, like we'd all be, bro, we'd all just be in the studio, like spit, like tunes on, spitting bars, like some of these videos would go up on YouTube and stuff, man. And um, we were just vibing, bro. Do you know them times it wasn't like, like, right, we got to release a song and we got to mm. make sure the promotion, everything's right, oh, upload to Spotify. But we used to just spit bars, record this video and it just go out. Yeah. Little description, farewell accrual. Do you know what I mean? Something mm. like that, Phil, a crew spitting bars, like something so simple, bro. It was so, it was more pure back then, bro. Yeah. But we used to just, that's how we came up, man, just doing those those, those kind of things. And uh, I met a guy then who used to work in a studio called Marcus, Marcus Jakes. Okay. He's a big producer. He's produced, um, oh, bro, he's, he's, he's big in the house scene, massive in the house scene, but he's produced, um, have you heard the song with um, Local and JK? It's yeah, a yeah. chat. He produced that. Right, Obviously, yeah. that went and did, did did numbers, bro. His family, they're the Vatsaloos. Right. The, his, his name's Marcus Vatsaloo, but his mm. music name Marcus Chicks. Obviously, I'm, the Vatsaloos, like a massive uh, family of musicians, bro, mm. from Cardiff. Um, they used to run the Palace Club up in Swansea. Obviously, brought all, you probably know about it, bro. Mm. Pro- brought all kinds of garage artists, yeah. big artists at the time, like down to their big names in the scene. But uh, he knew my brother anyway, bro. He's like my brother's age. Mm. They were in college together and whatever and just knew each other from the scene and whatever. And yeah, he just took a liking to me, bro. He just took a liking to me and I loved music and he loves music. 
So we just, bro, we just, bro, we just clicked like, and it was kind of just like, what? I never had a producer either. I was just like doing, um, bro, I made a whole mixtape of like, just like Jay-Z's two-pack beats. I just made, use their beats and make my own version on the song. Put a mixtape out in like 2010 and some madness, bro. And I recorded most of that with Marcus. He recorded the vocals for me and whatever. He was like, bro, like, like I see, obviously, I know what you're doing. You're hanging around on the streets and all that, bro, and all this stupidness, whatever. He's like, bro, come in, come in here, and we'll make music. Like, I'll make beats for you. Like, we'll make mu, like, we'll make good music, bro. He's like, you got a talent. Like, you got something you need to to utilize. Like, you know what I mean? I was just kind of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, yeah. And I did, bro. I went there, and then it started going from there. I started going to his house. Then he had a studio at his house. Uh, and we used to jam, bro, all night, bro, just all night, just making, just making music and some things we put out and like some things we didn't. How um how important, like you mentioned, Jamie Winchester and Mark is there, like, like um how important were those types of people, bro, throughout your life? So like because they obviously would have taught you a different. I'll be straight. I have to know in my life, bro. It's only like my bro, only like my brother and my and, and my mum have ever believed in me and things. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. They're like, I never had the outside people coming in and like be- believing in me. Like, and obviously I never had my dad there. Like, to, my dad was never there to go like, go on, son, or whatever. Like, whatever's nothing to me now, bro. But like, I never had the congratulations and, and people tell me all these things. So, do you know, when I started meeting people, I would go up on the streets. We were just told you're going to be nothing. Hang around outside the shops. You're going to be wasters. Whatever the typical story yeah. in it of the streets or whatever but um to have those kind of people and they knew people and they were like they had obviously jamie was linked with jurassic five and like all these big massive hip-hop artists bro multi-million selling mm, hip-hop artists guys, he knew these people bro it was just like what man like having people believe and it was good bro it felt good like that's what i say man it felt good but like um I kind of got like a bit big headed with it, like as it got on. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. it wasn't. I didn't have. I needed someone there to to go right. Kind of guide you through it. Yeah, because I think as well, these people didn't know what I was doing when I wasn't with them and mm. how I was acting and speaking to people. Because when I was with them, I was that person in the studio, making and doing what I was doing, bro. But yeah, like to have them have them believe in me, bro. It was like it meant it meant so much, and I think that means a lot to to young people yeah, in it. Having someone that believes in you, bro, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it helps you a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, it's vital. It, like you, it um, is. Especially when you get older and you look back on it and you realise how many people at different times That's it. have helped you. Bro, do you know how many people I've met, like I've worked with and whatever, and like someone has offered, like said to him, like, oh, thank you, John, you've done a really good job. And they got to me, bro, I like, do I feel really good to have mm-hmm. someone... Cause like, and I'm like, I've just realised on the spot, these people have never had someone pat them on the back and go yeah. like, you've done a good job today. Yeah. And bro, it, do you know that it works? Like someone just saying that to you, you know, like you've done a good job today or like you really did well out there. Or, you got a bit of talent. Bro, or like it, it, it's, 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 like a, it's like a base for you to platform, for you mm-hmm. to work off of, like, you know, man. It's like, you know, and for you to take your talent seriously. And because a lot of people, bro, they won't, They'll see you've got a talent and like they won't let you nurture. They don't want you to nurture no. that talent, bro. Because it, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? There's people, are a lot a lot of people are like that. And sadly, some of them people are your friends. Some of them people are your family, yeah? Yeah, unfortunately, like... Oh, like... It, you can have... 
friends mm-hmm. who don't necessarily want you to go off and succeed. Exactly. But then, like, you've got, like, I used to look at it always like that, like, oh, these people, they just don't want me to succeed. But then, like, I started realising, like, some of my friends just don't like rap music. Mm. Some some of my friends, they just, it's not that they don't want me to do well. It's just they not. They just don't understand it. Like. And that's okay, bro. Yeah. That's okay for for your friends to... To not, they don't have to be down with what you're doing, bro. Obviously, mm. they'll give you that little thing, oh, bro, fair play. Obviously, you're doing your thing well, then, like, but like, don't expect everybody to like, you can't expect everybody to. Not everyone likes everything, do they? No, like, exactly, bro. And like, you've got to, you've got to remember that. And some people as well, some, someone told me this one time, it always stuck with me. It's like, they see you as, I'm just king to some people. In my family, I'm just king. Like, I, they, it's not a bad, like a negative thing. They just don't see like oh, I did it's another aspect to me. I'm just their family member, or like you know, some some people they see it's like oh, mellow, like he's a rapper or whatever. Do you know what I mean? To them, I'm that. To my family, I'm just Kane. Yeah. To some to some other people, so it's like they just don't see the the the, the greatness or what. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in you yeah. or that you've got that something that can take you to that next level. You have, they don't see it because it's it's not they being. Negative. Yeah, like they just don't see it. They haven't got those glasses on, bro. They haven't got that that vision to see that in in you. You're just um, their cousin, or so you can't always always feel bad towards no. people for not no. supporting your thing. But like we're going, like we're saying, it's always nice for somebody to recognize when you put work into something and you want it to work and want it to to make things happen, bro. And especially, you know, like like I do music number one, bro, because I love music. Like I would, I, I. I love music, I adore it, bro. But obviously I know that if you get to a certain level, it can give you a nice nice wedge in your pocket, bro, mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, when I'm doing this, bro, I'm not doing it like, I'm doing it for my family too, bro. My loved mm-hmm. ones, like, do you know what I mean? I want yeah. everybody to be part of, part of this, part of the that journey. Too, like, yeah, but exactly. I understand people are not getting it, bro. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's like one of them, isn't it? Like, I know... Um, when I started doing these, I used to get like real fucking frustrated. Like, why because, is no one sharing yeah, my shit? It's like, man, why are you sharing my shit? Like, like even if you don't like it, you're, you're supposed to be my mate, like, share it. But then I kind of realized, like, well, you know, this. They, 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 their the brain is like an algorithm, bro. Do you know, mm. like, people's brains like an algorithm. When they scroll down that timeline, they're not looking for Names. Simon's podcast yeah. or Mellow's song, they're looking for Beyonce. Like that, like, oh, whatever, bro. That's their, that's their algorithm. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but, that's what yeah, they're exactly looking for. Like, they're trying like, to tap they look into at that. Them and, oh, that's funny. I'll share that. They don't even look at who's there. Who's there. Exactly. And they like, oh, they like that. They exactly, they even bro. Look at it. Like, I've posted the music. I've posted, like, a song and a video. Like, share this, subscribe, all that, yeah. all, the, all the dragon, bro, yeah. And then there's someone, like, one of my friends, haven't shared it. And then I'll share the meme 10 minutes later. And they share the meme. <laughs> it's psychology, bro. It comes yeah. down to psychology. It's not, it's not what it seems on the surface. Like yeah. this dude, fuck, he's, he don't want to watch my shit, man. Yeah. Or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's brain is wired in a way that it doesn't pick up on that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, and social media as well, I think, has like changed <sighs> the way people do stuff and look at stuff because like, the like what we just said it? then. Like people are sharing stuff and liking stuff that they don't even pay attention to who it is. Bro. They're just liking and sharing stuff. And, and it all comes down to the whole acceptance thing, you know, with social media, everyone's looking over next to those fence, bro, and it's mm. like oh, I, hate, <sighs> I hate it. What like is social, social media, media is a highlight reel. 
It's everyone's highlight reel, bro. Mm. It's everyone's best moments. Like they're not gonna share with you those times when they when they're going through when they're going through it. And like yeah. I've I've done it in my life, bro. I like I got to a point with social media, like I was just share oversharing. Like no one wants to be inside your head, bro. Mm. Do you know sometimes you go like people can get deep in that tangent, bro, of mm. posting. Like they didn't even realise they're doing time. it. Oh, like right, um, I'm having sausage and chips with dinner tonight. Mm. They don't yeah. even realise, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's just not what I think. You've got a deep social media, bro, and I deep there so hard. There's like, I'm oversharing, and like, to, the, the truth be told, bro, is like, I was posting selfies and all this thing, and posting pictures of myself. Cause deep down inside, bro, I felt like shit, mm. and I. I and I wanted people to go, oh, like, look yeah. at your new clothes. Looking good. I'd be like, oh, look at my new, like, every time I buy a new outfit, I'd be on, on Facebook, on, on Instagram, bam, look at my new clothes. I spent, however much, I wouldn't write, like, I've spent this much, but people yeah. look at the clothes, they know how much it's worth. And, like, one day, bro, I just totally deeped it, bro, and I was just like, like, what am I even doing? Like, who am I posting this for? Mm. And, and truth be told, bro, people just look at it and hate you for it. Yeah. That's truth be told, bro. People look at you with stuff, and it they and, them and like yeah, shit. because they're going through that same thing, bro. They're feeling like that day they wake up and they look in the mirror and it's like, do you know that day, bro? You put twenty t-shirts on, bro, mm. and nothing feels like it fits you properly. And like we're all having them days, so it's like social media have give you that thing to go right, Simon. Right, like so you can do this now. You feel like shit, but. You, you've got the power now to go on social media and your little is. fan club of 30 people or whatever, mm-hmm. um, however many people you've got, it might be a 1,000, 2,000, however many you've got, five, it might be five. They're going to write on your picture and they're going to tell you, like, oh, you look great. No. Not knowing how you feel inside, bro. You don't feel great. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're trying to... It's just not like real, this whole... Bro, like it's not real, not bro. Real, it's man. not real, bro. This stuff is... It is not real, man. And, like, everyone's... It, it's everything's so caught up on it and it's it's taking like the love out of music as well, do you know, promoting things, bro. It's a drag. Man. It's an absolute drag. I like going to the studio, I like recording stuff, creating, thinking of ideas for the art and bro, who wants to be sat who wants to be sat down going, right, bro, we're looking at things and you've got to look at you're looking at numbers. Man. I'm sat looking at num numbers and and right, if you pay this much. You, you're going to get this much reach and they kill your reach on everything, bro, mm-hmm. unless you're paying. It's like, it's such a drag, bro, because like, like I, I do make music for myself. Obviously, I'm in Massacre with my, with my boy, Pomp. We're, we, make, we're, we, we make the music for Massacre, but it's like, we're both the same, bro. We don't, mm-hmm. we hate don't that. Like- and I got caught up with it, bro. Obviously, like, we started Massacre, like, we started, um, like, the start of 2020. Literally, like, we released a song, I think, in March, our first song and video moved, and then the pandemic hit. So we become, like, this online thing, bro. Mm. And I just got so lost in, like, oh, right, the numbers, like, we got to make sure... The numbers, like, everything's got, like, I'm, I'm... Bro, every day I'm on my phone, like, waking up, like, and... Checking the numbers. Yeah, and kind of pumps, obviously, noticing, like, what I'm, what I'm doing. He's such a cool guy, bro. He's not going to go to me and go, oh, mellow, like, oh, I'm raining in a little bit of numbers. Mm. But he's such a humble and like level dude, bro, that he don't he doesn't get that thing, bro, of like the number game and he just likes to do things organically, bro. And like I have learned a lot from him in that kind of aspect of just letting things flow a little bit. And like I just be getting lost in his numbers, Spotify, YouTube, mm. checking the views, the likes, bro, checking likes. Oh man, tell me. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. 
From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Going through it, like going through it. And it's like, yeah, we all do it, bro. It's cool to have these, like to have a lapse and like you do it. It's natural. Like you have I'm a day every day, like and like and you, yeah, and you're like, oh, how is it doing actually? Do you know what I mean? But these, I was, it was methodical to me. It was like a, it become a thing every day. I'm like just waking up and just jamming these numbers, and and then I'm like, I want to throw it in people's faces. Then kind of thing. I'm not like going, yeah, bam, look at the numbers on this. Like mm-hmm. it's like it comes back to the whole social media game trying to please this audience of people who really, truth be told, do not give a fuck. Yeah, that's it. And it's like social media, like, well, like we said, it's not real, like, but it's also a group of people, and it's not criticism of the, of the people, but it's everyone saying how great their life is, when in reality, like, especially at the moment, like, everyone's struggling to pay their bills. Exactly, exactly, bro, exactly, exactly. And it's like, I don't know, just... Just be normal. Exactly, like, bro. Exactly. Like, and it's, and it's obviously when what happens is you start, you put up the facade first, and then you've got to keep it up, bro. Yeah. And you get lost and more deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and into it, then, bro. You go, that's why I do one day, bro. Like, I was like, I was like 23. I had to look in the mirror and just go, what am I, what am I doing? Like, mm. so. You said like, like where um, am I with it? Like where am I? Where am I kind of yeah. with life, bro? What am I doing? I got no like, there's no plan here. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? You're just doing sh- stuff for social media and like, where, what's your plan? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Got to wake up, bro, and just and smell like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like um, you said, like there was a couple of things which like humbled you over the years. You mentioned the kids. Yeah. But like, where do you think the the change was from like the stuff you were doing on the roads and uh, like the and a bit of music. The, um, so the, 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 the change where I went totally into music was um, I was like 18, bro. Eight, 18 or 19, maybe. I was jamming with Marcus, though. Obviously, with, I, this time, by now, he's gone to me one day. He's like, bro, you hear all the time. Why don't you volunteer to work in the youth club? Mm. Work in the studio. I'll, I'll teach, show you everything, teach you everything, how to do everything. I was just like, yeah, why not? Give it a shot, like. I started volunteering then, bro, helping out in the youth club, whatever. And then as I got more and more into it, bro, I got, like, deeper and deeper into the youth club thing. It was like, I couldn't be seen being on the... Sh- it would jeopardise my thing in yeah. the youth club. Yeah, yeah. Like, Saeed Ibrahim, who was running the youth club at the time, one of, like, big, one of the biggest influences in my life and a lot of other people's, I think. But he, he was kind of just like, look at it for what it is. You get, you get, you've been getting, you've got in trouble with the police whatever this down the other you're doing this like obviously you gotta like you're volunteering here now as well like you gotta kind of switch it on i volunteered then bro for like for a long time bro for a long time but at this time how many people i bet you helped some people while you were there oh bro, bro so many like so kids, many like... so many so many bro and helped them learn to rap and like some obviously are rapping now bro and mm. and whatever but yeah and you think about what they would have been doing if they weren't rapping with you like, exactly yeah. exactly bro exactly I do, it goes, bro. Kind of goes right, it does, it? Like bro. Everything goes full circle. It does. Bro, do you know when I've realised that now, bro? I'm 30 now, bro, and it's mm. like, kind of look, 
you learn like things go around in them. It's patterns to life, bro. It's patterns of these phases. But yeah, um, we were jamming in the studio, me and Marcus. I was online. I used to speak to people online. Obviously, network of rappers and musicians. Alro, do you know Alro? The rapper, obviously. Yeah, yeah he's fam. I see SBTV. Yeah. This guy from Wales, bro. Like at the time, bro. People's on people was on Facebook. I I didn't even know about. It. I, I saw people reacting to it on Facebook or online and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's funny as fuck." Some people were. Then you had some people going, "Oh, this guy's making the Welsh scene look like a jokers and all that," because it's like comedy rap, yeah. bro. We really come with, bro. This video ended up um, being one of the highest views. I think it still is today, bro. One of the highest view videos on SBTV. All these rappers get Wiley. Obviously, they're all on there, bro. This was one of the highest viewed videos i found uh, bro i just i got a good sense of humor bro i come mm. from my family bro obviously from me over tidville and i brought like my nat bro my nan my mum they all got a sense of humor bro my yeah. whole my whole family have and um i loved it bro i, I love you got a sense of humor in you have bro 100 oh, percent. bro like at the time honestly rap still is now bro it's very serious isn't it mm-hmm. yeah people got that, that that persona trying to keep up that persona but yeah. i was like do you know what i like this guy this is class like so uh, I've messaged him, bro. I've just dropped him a message. I'm like, hey, bro, like, um, I'm a rapper for whatever from Cardiff. I saw the SBTV video. It'd be cool to, like, link up and net mm-hmm. and jam or whatever. He was like, he messaged me back. He was like, cool, like, yeah, I think I've seen one or two of your things or whatever. Um, yeah, basically, the deal is, like, I'd love to work, but the deal is I've got nowhere to record or do anything. You, bro, he was recording off him. His, he had, like, an old-school Mac MacBook. Yeah. Old-school one, bro. He was recording off of that with just like a normal mic or something in his kitchen, bro. He done, he done a, he done a tune, bro. It, it was um, Ed Sheeran done like a cover. It was back when Ed Sheeran first started taking off of um, My Eyes Are Red. If you that's My Eyes Are Red. I've been burning, I've been burning on us. Yeah, Ed did like a remix of someone else's song, I think. And then Alro did his version of Ed Sheeran's one, like and whatever. And they they, they like started networking. And we're do- and speaking and whatever, and at these times, then Mike Skinner have picked it, have found him. I was the Alro. It was kind of like very down Skinner Street, like the, the style and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Skinner's found him. This is before I've met him. So when I when I started speaking to him, then he's like, bro, I, like I got a studio. Basically, Mike Skinner have sent me a song, bro. This is a mad, mad story, like mad, mad. Like people are not gonna believe this one. And um, he's like, bro, like. I got Mike Skinner is in touch with me. He wants me to record this song. I got nowhere to record. It's like one of the first conversations we're having. I'm like, listen, funny enough, bro, I work in a studio and the guy I work with is a producer. He was like, bro, I need beats and whatever. Elrose drove down, bro, from, from Chapstow. And we've met up in there because um, Saeed used to give us the keys to the youth club so we could use the studio after hours and whatever. Elrose come down, bro. Um, I just jumped out of the car like first time I met him. He's tall bro like mm-hmm. i mean he's got a big towering guy blonde hair and whatever he's jumped out of the car bro and he's like um cool like i'm out real nice to meet you or whatever so we just jumped in the studio bro he's like listen i got this song here mike skinner sent me it's for the deluxe version of his album computer and blues okay yeah uh i think it's uh, bro i'm as far as i know it's on there on this deluxe version mm. he's like i need to record i'll see marcus who i work with like a massive Streets fan, bro. Mm. He's like, yeah, like Mark is so enthusiastic, bro. And like, I was one of like the greatest things yeah, about working with that guy. 
he makes like he brought out like do you know what I'm saying about the magical feeling. He brought that back for me, bro, with the music. Like he made everything like so. Just he'd be like so excited, and he'd be on a keyboard playing his stuff and whatever, bro. And um, so he records this song. Alro records his verse, bro. So yeah, Mark Skinner, Computer and Blues album. If you hear Alro's verse on um, it was something about robots. I think the song's called Robot something. There's a that was recorded. The Alro's verse was recorded in what Hall Youth Club in 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 Cardiff. There you go. Mad mad one, bro. And um, so Alro, mad, that, isn't it? crazy, bro. Crazy. It's mind blowing, bro. Do you know what I tell people? It's mad. Do you know that youth club? Marcus, like, I've worked on so much like big songs, bro. They've gone gone big. You doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, like producing and for for some big artists, like. And I was he was still working on it in the youth club, bro. I mean, after after I was in a lot, a lot of the time. But um, anyway, going back to the story. Yeah, so Alvaro's recorded this. He's like, oh, um, basically, I need a producer to work if I want to make like an EP or whatever. So uh, we used to go to Marcus's house, and and um, I think we did one or two in the youth club. But Marcus had a lot better setup in his house, mm. and uh, we used to go there, bro, make songs. We just jam, bro, all night. Obviously, have a lot of smoke and whatever. And uh, they made an EP together, bro. But me and Alro used to make songs all the time. We'd always be making songs. I think I was on one of the songs, or maybe two of them. Um, bro, he's released it. I remember we used to go. Imagine what it'd be like um, going out, like out on tour and like all this stuff. Mm. Bro, I remember one day Alro just phoned me and he's like, bro, um, what are you saying? Like, are you up for coming out on tour? I'm like, what are you on about, bro? He's been signed by Warner Brothers, bro. <laughs> Warner Brothers. And um, I think half his deal was with Warner Brothers and half was with, with Skinner. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. I think that I, I think that's the um, the fact. But, uh, it's, bro, it was just crazy. And he was like, um, I need a DJ as well. I'm thinking about asking Mark. Because I was like, bro, what are we doing? What, what do you mean, tour? He's like, obviously, I'm signed to Warner, whatever. I've been ex- been accepted, or whatever, to be the support act for Tinchy Strider on his UK tour. Nice. Bro, I, at the time, I'm working in the youth club. They'd actually give me a job by this point. Yeah. Bro, I'm working in the youth club. Like, I was working probably, like, I was doing, like, three or four evenings a week, only, like, two hours in the evening, bro. That was my income, bro. Mm. That was my income, and it, I just couldn't believe it, bro. And I remember, like... He's like he was like cool, my my manager and all that's gonna get in touch with me, all this stuff, bro. I remember like reading the thread, bro. Like he sent me the email, like I was like, will you accept this fee? Will you accept oh you're gonna be, have this much allowance a day? Bro, it was just it was mind blowing, bro. Mind blowing. And um I'm like, yeah, cool. Like obviously I've signed my life away, bro. Signed my life away, bro. My <laughs> life away. So did yeah. You read, did you even read it? Or was it just I like, didn't. Yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think yeah. I just skimmed it, bro. I'll be honest. Like, and uh, obviously, Marcus then is a DJ day, as well, bro. So buzzing, bro. It was just like, it was the first time in my life, like I, like I was a dream to me, and it? So it was kind of like, although it wasn't like I was, it was off of his back kind of thing. Do mm-hmm. I mean it was still like, wow, I'm gonna, Tinchy Strider. He was, bro, at the time when I say it's Tinchy Strider, people yeah, are probably massive, laughing now, but like at the time, bro, he was massive, like the big, mm-hmm. the bigger, one of the biggest. So bang, Marcus is a DJ. Marcus is the third DJ. So it's me, Alro, Marcus, like bro. And um, I remember, bro, getting picked up. We had like this little mini tour bus thing. Getting picked up from my mum's and I. My mum, I could see it was like the first time she was like, like wow, my son's actually. Did, do you know what I mean, bro? Because I, I was lazy in that, bro. I was like, be honest, I was lazy. Um, I wasn't focused, and like it was the, it was the first time I kind of done something that like it was 
a recognizable worldwide, innit? Do you know what I mean? That's an accolade you can go to anybody. Yeah. So we, I remember getting picked up. We had a tour manager. Our tour manager was Basement Jax's tour manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, Connor Maynard, can you remember the singer? Yeah, Connor yeah, Maynard, yeah. he was there. Connor was massive at the time. Mm-hmm. He was there, tour manager. Andy Whittle, his name is Big Up Andy, man. And uh, he was kind of just showed us the ropes, bro, how it is on tour. And we went out on the first date. I think the support acts were, it was Angel, the singer from London. Um, it was uh, us, obviously. Sam and the Womp. They, had the, they were just, they just had like a number one at the time in the charts. So like, yeah. obviously they were just hot at the time. I don't think they did much afterwards. Um, there was a couple of others, bro. They'll come, they'll come back to me. But um, mm. we went to the first date with Bristol, Yui. So we weren't there, bro. And, uh, I remember, bro, we got out of the tour bus now. We sat down in the... Obviously, our green room and I had a proper tour in it, bro. Proper... This is, like, real deal, bro. Top level. Warner Brothers funding you to do it, bro. Do you know what I mean? So you can imagine. It's going to be mind-blowing, though, isn't it? For the first... Like, first time... Crazy, bro. Crazy. And, um, obviously, yeah, we turned up first date. And he's like, listen, you've got a rider. We're like, what's a rider? Mm -hmm. He's like, he's looking at us like you're amateurs. Obviously, he's working some big artists. He's like, basically... Quite simply put, you can have whatever you want on the thing, like, do you know what I mean? On and like to your room, to your green room, like drinks, whatever. So I'm like, okay, 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 sweet. We're like, oh, what should we have? We're like, really like timid with it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, we'll have, we'll we'll have a bonus smear off vodka, um, pack a couple of packs of crisps, bro. So obviously, we played these days. I remember I was working down the hall and Tinchy Strider was coming down the other way, bro, and he got watches, mm. chains, like, do you know what I mean, bro? He's, he's tiny as well, bro, isn't he? like. Got, like not to diss the guy, but it's not a diss to the guy. But when I say like Tinchy, that's where the name comes mm. from. But this guy's like half the size of me, bro. And he's got these watches, chains, rings, bro. Like this guy's flooded. Like trust me, like. And he's like, yes, bro, he's cool. Like uh, whatever, enjoy the tour. And I like hope you enjoy the tour. He's quite private. Like he's kind of just mm. done his own thing. So yeah, I was just blown away, bro. And I remember coming to buy um, they're like, right, you're up next, and all that. He gives you the knock on your green room, come out. I've walked down to the side of the stage with the boys, with Auro Marcus. They're like, get bigger up, Auro, whatever, man. I've looked, bro, I've come out to the side of the stage. I'm like, I'm look, looking like that, peeking around, you know what I mean? There's like lights going like that across the audience. Bro, like you could just, bro, like you're looking back and back and there's people more and more. Like everywhere you look, there's more people, bro. Like the, you could feel like when they announced announced us, you could feel like the roar, bro, in your chest. Mm. Like I just, like God's honest truth, you could feel like the, the strength of the vibration, bro. So nervous or excited? I was the most nervous I've probably ever been, and it took me back to that moment. Then, bro, my bars just went whoosh, mm-hmm. out of my head. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! I need to remember these bars. I need to remember them. That tune started playing, bro. I just got into it, man. We're like down in the front row and all that. Like by PA, everyone's like. It was proper, like, full-scale madness, bro. And um, it just blew me away, bro. And do you know, at that moment, I thought, like, I meant to do this. Mm. All, like, the times, like, I questioned myself and everything, bro. I was a te- I was pretty much a teenager, bro. Mm. It was like, I'm meant to do this. Like, this is it. I'm here. We're, like, we're here. Like, we're, we're doing it, bro. And um, obviously, the dates went on. And we went and we played, um, we played one show. And he's like, oh, uh, he's like, what's your one for your rider? I can't even remember where it was. I think it was like Keele University or something like that. It was like a university term. He's, he's like, listen, you need to 
like zone zone in, like think think what's going on here, boys. You're on tour, like like mm. have a beer, like get a beer on your ride. Just we're like, all right, right, we'll have this, 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 mm. and with any end, we used to have like grey goose, bro, like yeah. Um, well, she's grape juice and all, and all that, bro. Like expensive stuff, and you don't usually have. We were like the whole tour. It was like red. We had like Red Bulls, and and they were trying out at the time. They had like new flavors, and like they we had the limited edition flavors and all that before yeah. they even come out. Like, nice. bro, it was madness. Like, bro, I used to take home like crates of Red Bull and that to my mum's <laughs> house and and just munch and and all this stuff. But um, we played Swansea Uni then, bro. This is one. I know I'm probably going on a little no, bit. No, yeah, good. It's good. And um, we played Swansea Uni. Obviously, all people from my year in school went to Swansea Uni. Like, they went there and other places. Mm. And my boy, man, one of my good mates, Sam Nerman, man, big up Sam, Sammy Nerman, took him out on tour, like. And we went down there to to um, to play Swansea Uni. So we're in our room. We have, like, artists, liaisons on every venue you play. We have, like, people who, they basically, bro, just run around do whatever, whatever you want for them. Like, obviously, it depends what type of person you are. If you're going to be yeah. the type of... We were cool with them, obviously. And uh, they've come into the room. Sam sat next to me. The girls looked at me. She goes, Sam, what, what the hell are you doing in here? And all? I don't remember. It was so funny. He's looked at her. He's gone, like, oh, I'm on tour now. Like, with the boys. Like, this girl. He knew this girl, bro. And she was like, ah, it's liaison. And she had to, like, run around and grab stuff for us and whatever. It was so funny, bro. But um, Small world. Crazy, bro. And then I played the show and I remember, like, all oh, people from my from my year in school, like a couple of the girls and whatever, they were all in the front row, bro. And, and watched us perform, bro. It was such a, it was such a mad feeling. And then uh, I was like, listen, come back, come backstage. And I told all these people from my year on backstage, had drinks and I, like, it was, I'm like, I think that was when, like, obviously people started recognising and then, like, whoa, like, he's, he's ascended a little bit here. Like, and um, obviously all thanks to, to Elro, bro, really. It's all off his, off his back. But then we ended up doing, Doing all madness, bro. Played at Mike Skinner's birthday party. That's mad. Oh, bro, it's just endless, endless, endless. What's he like? St- who? Mike Skinner. Skinner. Mm. Uh, he's a mad guy, bro. Do you want to hear another mad story? Yeah, Do you know how, like, I, like we're saying, everything goes full circle and things, uh, coincidences and stuff. The year before, me and my friends went to Reading Festival mainly to see the streets because it was his last performance. But obviously, he's restarted now. But yeah. he, 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 uh, he quit it, didn't he? So we went, we was in the front row, Skinner threw a can of Carlin off the stage and my friend caught the can, right, and shook, and shook it like that over everyone. Security grabbed my mate, grabbed him by his boxer shirts, bro, and his t-shirt, ripped his boxers off and threw him out of the tent, bro, for it. And like, obviously I seen Skinner saw it happen, like he was right, mm. do you know what I mean? He saw it happen, like I could see that eye contact thing. So I was like, I'm going to say to him, like, we're, obviously we're, we're thinking about we're going to meet him all day, me and Marcus. Al obviously knows him pretty well by this point. Marcus is like, oh, my God, you're going to meet like Skinner or whatever. What am I going to say? I was like, bro, I'm going to ask him if he remembers the time, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we goes in the place, like, and uh, we're, we're chilling, whatever. There's we're, there's a guy showing us around or whatever. This is going to be your... Um, this is going to be where you're playing, the, the set and whatever. So Marcus starts setting his laptop and whatever. Mike Skinner then appears out of somewhere. He's like, listen, I haven't got a laptop with me. I need a laptop. Can I use your laptop to Marcus? Marcus is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to use my laptop, like, bro? And um, yeah, Skinner used his, used the laptop and that, bro. And he was looking through, we looked what he was doing. He was looking through all my Marcus's photos and that, bro, on his, on his laptop. We were like, mad. But yeah, he's a mad guy, bro, Skinner. Yeah. Skinner. But Do that, you remember? He wrote, oh, true. Yeah, yeah, going back to that. Sorry, I skipped that out, man. 
Um, yeah, I've, obviously I've said to him, I'm like, I build, I was building it up, bro. I didn't want to just go up to him and just say, yeah. I, and then we had the chance, we were all talking, like I do in a circle, me and um, some other artists and other people, whatever. I've gone like, oh, Mike, um, I said, I don't know if you remember, like, but last year at Reading Festival, like, Mike, you threw a can off the stage. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, you know what I mean? He's quite like that, you know what I mean? Quite like, he's like, yeah, I remember, mate, or whatever, like, you know what I mean? But like, uh, I was like, my mate caught your can and, like, and shook and got thrown out. He's like, bro, I seen you, I remember, I remember seeing your mate get pulled out. Oh, he's like, bro, gutted that he got pulled out or whatever. I was just like, wow, this is so, so... It's a bit of a weird one to get pulled out for it, though, isn't it? So sick, yeah, I know, I right. know, man, but they do shit like I don't yeah. know, bro, get you. Yeah, and he remembered, bro, and I, that, I always remember that night at um, at that place for Skinner's birthday, uh, I met a guy called Mick Shiner, he was example to example, he was yeah, examples yeah. manager. Okay, yeah. It was so random, bro. This is how I used to go, like, I, you go to these places, like, the... Um, They'd set up places, obviously, for us to go, the label. And, like, we'd go to these places. Obviously, you're funded for the day and all that. Like, you pay for everything for your day and whatever. And uh, we go, and you just be speaking to someone, and they just casually drop, like, oh, yeah, I'm um, so-and-so's manager. I'm so-and-so's photographer. And I remember, he was like, do you smoke? I was like, yeah. He's like, have you got any cigarettes on you? I was like, I haven't got any cigarettes on me. He's like, oh, come, do you want to come to the shop? Like, we can get some cigarettes. Bro, I don't know if anyone's ever seen him, bro. This guy bought Davidov cigarettes. Never seen Do you know Dav- Davidov, yeah, like, Davidov, like, cool waters, yeah. like the fragrance? This guy, I like, Google it. Get on Google, man, and look at these things. He put, he went in a shop, I don't know how much they are, bro, and he come out with Davidov cigarettes. You probably he, only sell them in London. Yeah, yeah, man. He gave me a pack of the, the Davidov cigarettes. Oh, like, I always remember, because I kept the box on, like, you know what I mean? And um, we ended up meeting Mick a few times, and, like, we went to them place called strong rooms mm. i think mick was actually involved in running strong rooms it's a studio so i'm like three or four floors and the studios on like every big artist in the industry bro it's all like from like back in the days bro do you know what i mean yeah, like the big the big like... ones the big rock stars or oh, they've all been to this place bro it's got like a restaurant and everything on site and whatever we went there mick and um there was a guy, Vince Kidd, he'd won uh, the, the voice at the time. He was in like Jassy yeah. Jassy J's crew. Okay. He was there recording, met all these br- people, bro. But I could just go on and on the people we met. And mm. it was just an amazing, amazing time in our lives. But I think it's just, you know how the label thing goes. They wanted the commercial route. And I just yeah. don't think Aura was that kind of, he just didn't really want to be that kind of artist. I don't mm. think, bro. And I think he had he had his own struggles. I won't go into it and talk yeah. for him. Like, but I think he had some personal struggles, whatever, and it all just kind of crumbled away, bro. But you know, like how that pe- like that period sounds like just a mad laugh, like and a really enjoyable period for you. Yeah? And like I learned you know that too. started, that started with you getting in touch with um, Elro because you liked his show. Oh, that. Nobody else all did, that, and everyone else all was that, that. All that happened, yeah. Like, and if there's any like positive. young people or any young artists or anything listening, do you know, like the power of networking. I think like one of my cousins used to say to me, but oh, ask a question because the worst that someone can tell you is no. Mm. Like, ask these questions, bro. I used to sit down on Google. Yeah? I remember I was like 13, 14, sit down on Google, like how to write lyrics, how to do all this stuff. And then in advance to, when I got to like 15, 16, I used to write into Google, like radio DJs, like studios, I used to write like I don't know like how to make it in music 
how to make links in music, bro. But you know the truth. The truth is, yeah, all these things it all comes from. There is no secret formula. It happens, yeah, by being out there and being in the field, yeah, and meeting mm. these people like firsthand. I was out there, bro. And like when I look back on it, most of the time I didn't want to be. Yeah. But it, it, those times, you know, them times where you go, oh, I don't. I don't really fancy going there today. We were on about early on the way down, yeah. weren't we? Yes, mate. Like, we have them times where, like, you, you plan to do something or you book in to do something with someone that moment in time before, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to go and do this. Mm. There's been times where I've sat at home. I might have missed the biggest opportunity that could ever happen to me. But there was also a lot of times that I did get up when I got out there. And those times, it's like how I met these people, your Jamie Winchester's, the people that can help you and put you on these platforms and get you out there and um, your arrows and all these people that come from that. And like you say, mm. that one one message it started from. Message these people. If it, it, like, it might take you a hundred times to get through to them. Don't be rude. Don't be th- thing of it. Think it out a little bit. Be a bit casual with it. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't do people's heads in, but send a message. If it's been two weeks, no, I haven't got a reply. Say, oh, sorry. Sorry, um, just up to keep yeah, I'm just following up. I really would like to get in touch with you and maybe talk about what we can, what we can do, um, or if we can work something out. But yeah, it's it's vital, bro. Networking, it's, it's vital, bro. Vital, vital. So, um, as we kind of look to wrap up and that now, mate, I would, um, I'd kind of like to just put a couple of questions to you, just to finish yeah, off, of course, mate, bro, right? of course, man. So, when you look back. And like you're still, you know, you're still young. Yeah, rather, rather, rather. Youngish. Really youngish. But like, what, um, what would you say your biggest regret is when you look back? Or, or put it another way, like if you could change one thing. My biggest, my biggest regret was not reading the, not reading the signs like of, of my mental health, bro, and how, and. Um, the way I was treating people and to, to maybe, um, to, I'm going to put it in a better frame would be to to look at things with, um, to, foc- to focus on some, to focus on your feelings. That's like a main thing and learning how to deal with that. And maybe if there's any tra- been any trauma in your life or any kind of thing like that, it's like dealing with it, with it face on. My main thing, bro, is talk to people, man. I didn't talk mm. to people, bro. I didn't talk to people about and and yeah, and I was embarrassed to talk about things and yeah, yeah just don't feel embarrassed to, like of who you are. Be be yourself, man. It's the most generic. It's the best advice. Though, but man. like yeah, like I had to get down to the bare minerals, bro. I had to strip myself down. Like I I probably gone over it a few times now, but like I had to look at myself in the mirror when I say this, yeah. When I say that, I don't mean like physically, like looking at myself in the mirror. I had to break myself down to the bare bones. Stri- be feel embarrassed and feel like all those emotions and and sad and and let down or, or um yeah I had to feel those I had to go through those kind of emotions to, um, confront the worst part confront the worst part that's, that's it bro that's, that's a better, the hardest better thing way of putting it because you're like the hardest you think about the way you might treat your people you think about some of the stuff you've done and it's like if you don't confront those things you're never gonna quite bro, like, get over it because. Like, even if you start to feel better, you'll always end up carrying that stuff. Yeah, and you kind of, you just learn to cope, bro. Do you know these things? You just cope, like, you just, it becomes a part part of your life. Like, nobody, like, I don't think anybody is, like, a straight up, 
like it might be a few cases of people who are like a very like a bad person everything about them is a bad person like that was a baby at some point like yeah. do you know what I'm saying that's how I look at things it's a funny way to look Most at things, things creative, when, yeah when people p- piss me off or whatever I look and go like oh he was a baby at one point <laughs> like he's an idiot now but he was he was a baby at one point it's, it sounds it sounds crazy yeah but it's like a it's a compound effect they call it little and often like you start you'd be rude to that person at one time or like you shout at someone at one time then you've broken that barrier, like partners, maybe be your partner, your family, or you've broken that barrier of, I've sh- I've already done that. Mm. It get, and it, bro, it just gradually gets worse and worse and worse and worse. It's like nobody wakes up and it's just like, oh, he's a fucking piece of shit or whatever, yeah. bro. It takes a long time, like some people quicker than others, bro, but little and often these things happen and and you become numb to things. You become numb to that thing. Once, once before, you were like, I don't know, shouting at your partner. That was... That was the worst, one of the worst things in your head at one point. Then you've done it. You kind of become numb to it. It becomes a regular thing. You're arguing a lot all the time and those kind of things. You know it's what like I mean? Circuit, and it yeah. builds up, bro. And it builds up. And then the, the next thing you know, it could become physical or, or whatever, however mm. it pans out, bro. But I think to just be mindful of, you, of how you're feeling, speak to people, and and don't don't be emba- don't be embarrassed, bro. Do you know what I used to be embarrassed of, bro? Change. It sounds crazy. I used to be embarrassed or scared of of changing. I didn't want. I wanted to be that guy, like, oh, yo, I've never. Do you know he's, he's oh, a lot? It's very prominent in rap music. I it like one of the things. I ain't changed. I'm still the same. Mm-hmm. I'm still the same boy from the block. Or mm-hmm. do you know? I was scared to change and and to adapt. Do you know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, like, and it was yeah. one of my, it's, it was one of my biggest downfalls, bro. It's being, being afraid to, oh, uh, like I'd be, I could have an argument, bro, and I would, I'd be embarrassed to say sorry. Yeah. When me. that's all that that person needed at that time, bro, to mm. accept what I did, what I did, and instead, then that becomes a bad thing. You sleep on it. It doesn't get spoken about. That person is still affected by it, bro. It, it, yeah, they, they keep it they inside. It, they? Yeah. And they bottle it up and bottle it up and bottle it up and bottle it up, bro. And like, yeah, you can become a monster basically, bro. But doing the, like living a life that way, man. So mm. I'm not trying to preach to anybody or be like the kind of, oh, look at my, like, sob story kind of thing to my life. Like, I've, I accept the things I've done, bro. And I accept that. And I accept maybe the way people, um, the people I've hurt, feel about it now maybe that the people haven't forgiven me for things i yeah. i accept the way they feel and i understand why they feel like that but i'm not the same person anymore bro i i look back at my life bro and i just don't feel like it was ever part of my life do you know what mm. i mean bro? i just feel like a completely different person i'm not perfect i'm still learning i'm still adapting but that's it i'm on that path bro now where where i can do that um tap into my feelings and and know when to adapt, know when to grow. Like I know these things now, bro. So yeah, is, man. You learn more from the mistakes you make than mm-hmm. you do from hundred percent, bro. And I know it's all genetic shit, and it probably sounds like I'm just talking that genetic shit. But do you know on my path to like getting to, to being a better person, bro? It's like you, you realize, bro. Oh man, it's just yeah. I'm just going. I'm going on no, the same thing now. I'm just going around the yeah, circles now. But it's like yeah, man. It's the, the the generic things. They're the truth, bro. Like they are. Like you might look at them on your path for recovery and go, oh, like oh, it's just generic to be like that. But the generic things, they're the real things. Like 
uh, care for your family, love your family, like all these basic things we overlook and kind of sometimes think, oh, this is a bit corny to say, or yeah. like well, it's the like truth, people, bro. Like it's people say, truth. oh, it's good to talk and yeah, it's, or, it's all right to not be okay. Yeah, like, oh, my inbox is open. Like you might feel like, do you know, like that, that message you sent to someone, like or yeah. say to someone, my inbox is open. You might feel a bit corny, like, oh, I ever saying it. Like, but that could be the difference in yeah. someone's day, bro. And it, and it is, it happens. Like, it, should, it does, it does genuinely happen. Just, yeah, man. Bit of, bit of zen, bro. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, um, to finish, mate, no always problem. ask the same question. Yeah. And um, everyone answers it differently because everyone interprets it differently, which is why I like it. But, um, Mello, what's the, what's the meaning of life? The meaning of life, family, love, um, knowledge wisdom respect uh and to to maybe leave a legacy if you can like a positive legacy and leave something leave something behind that that can live on past past your name like you know what i'm saying and your existence like yeah Good. something eternal could have said it better myself yes brother um guys thanks as ever for watching downloading all that good stuff check out all the sponsors which i mentioned earlier violet money especially is it cool to just shout a few things out? Yeah, man, yeah. It um, obviously, um, I'm half of Massacred, for those people that don't know. Um, we're a music act, we're an alternative rap duo. If I haven't already gone over it, I was trying to talk more about all my players in my life today. But yeah, tap into us, Massacred, we're on all the socials, uh, YouTube. Spotify, we're on all your um, your uh, digital music platforms and whatever. Links in the book yeah, yeah, man, just shout out to my family and everyone, all my loved ones and all the people that are coming to where I am today. Indeed, and we'll get you back on, mate, anyway. 100%. Maybe, maybe we'll get you and... Um, It'd be cool to have a little chat about sport and stuff as well, yeah, man, because I'm into my sport and yeah, yeah, into my football and whatever. So, yeah, we'll get, cool. we'll get, you, we'll get you and your boy in as well. 100%, yeah, that'd be, I'd love to do that as well. Squeeze Honestly, here, like, Pompey's the most... I've li- he's a he's a, he's a few years younger than me, but I've seen, learned so much about like being hu- like of humbleness and he's a, he's a very pure person, man. It it would be lovely for for people to hear his story mm-hmm. too, man, because he's he's got a cool story, man. Yeah, man, definitely. But uh, until then, mate. Bigger respect, Thank brother. Thanks for having me on, that. man. Thank you. Hey, it's massacre. Tryna make it turn, tryna make it what? Sports Social Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission. Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.